Oh, it's a very special Friday music show this week here at 12.33 ABC Newcastle because my co-host, my partner in crime here for quite some time on Friday afternoons now playing things very loud and including lots of face-melting guitar solos. Mark Tinson is celebrating birthday. Well, indeed, you celebrated it, but we had cricket on and couldn't play with you. Ah, uh, you get that. Don't happy you? Birthday, birthday to you. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, dear Tino. Happy birthday to you. Right back at you. Well, How was it? I saw your guitar-shaped birthday cake, man. That was so cool. It was very good, wasn't it? It was, it was made by uh, one of our former ABC producers. Yes. Bronwyn Bashford and our friend Lisa. Yep. It and was stunning. Yeah. It was a copy of my... 1964 Fender Stratocaster. Did it taste any good? That's the question. <laughs> it was orange cake. I'll tell you it what, though. Orange cake. We had um, uh, the, the red icing on top. Yeah. And they had to put a lot of stuff in it to make yeah, it really Yeah, to try red. and get you red try... icing really vibrant takes... Yeah. You can't sleep after an that. ...an inhumane <laughs> quantity of little squashed all... red oh, bugs. I was up all night. Oh, I bet you were. Ah, but as you should be on your 60th birthday. 60? 60. No. Where you did g- that go? You got your seniors card yet? <laughs> well, I'm told that you're not allowed to have it if you have full-time employment. Oh. If you're employed, uh, I think, uh, over 20 hours, it's done. So you yeah. can't get a discount on your not bus yet. trips or anything yet. yet? No, no, but I'll work on it. It'll come eventually. Oh. Well, happy birthday, you old rock star. You have a special guest who's come in and accompanied you this week to talk about, well, you. Talk about me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dr Phil McIntyre, hello. Hello, how are you? Good, good. We've dragged you away from the uni for an hour. Ah, uh, yes, you have. That's got to be good. Well, Because yeah. this is work, right? <clears throat> it is work, of course. It's research. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> research. Well, Phil, Phil's a great musicologist and he doesn't let me get away with much, really. So he's here to grill me, really. Make oh. sure I don't t- tell too big a lies. Okay. Or, t- or tell tales about him. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> well, see, Phil, I, I kind of figure that Tino knows just about everybody and if he doesn't, he knows someone who's got their phone number. He does indeed. Actually, the very first time I came across the name Mark Tinson was... Um, I was working for a music retail shop for about three or four years, and we were a pretty big organisation, about 14 stores. And the reps that came through, um, one in particular from Yamaha, a guitar player, um, really quite a good guitar player, kept telling me about this guy in Newcastle called Mark Tinson. And he said every time he goes through to our store in Newcastle, he always finds out and makes a point of going and finding out where Tino was playing, what band he was within, and he was no, he was guaranteed of a good night. <laughs> <laughs> and the band was all right as well. And the band was all right as well. <laughs> boom, boom. So, uh, yeah, his reputation preceded him. When uh, was the first time you saw Tino play? First time I saw Tino play... Countdown? No, it wasn't Countdown, actually. It was on the stage of the Royal Hotel in Tari. Um I was in a band called Rum Jungle, and we were supporting the Heroes. And the Heroes had just released Babies Had a Taste, um, and um, that was the first night I'd saw Tino play. It was... Uh, um, they, were, they were spectacular. They had a... a, a they were. They were indeed. <laughs> thank you. Thank they you. were. Um, it, 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 the, the stage present, presence was uh, um, just bowled you over, really. Um, they, they'd obviously performed quite enough to uh, um, develop their stagecraft, which they did, um, and made, certainly made us look very amateurous in response. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> if we did, it wasn't our mean. We didn't mean to. <laughs> who, who was it though, Tino, that exposed you to music as a kid and made you? Was it was it something you heard on the radio? Was it someone you heard in the playing in the family? Look, I've got photos of me as a wee boy when we lived in Cessnock for a year. <clears throat> wow, 
<laughs> that was a year I'll never get back. <laughs> and I actually have pictures of me and my twin sister playing guitars made out of uh, chocolate boxes and rulers. So we had a chocolate box with a ruler on it and rubber bands. Oh, so. I need a copy of and one of those. <laughs> well, I'll see if I can dig it out. But we've got it somewhere. But um, that was around uh, 64, I think, when the when the Beatles were out. So I, I remember that. And uh, I don't recall. Gee, I wasn't even a twinkle in your eye then, Tino. <laughs> no, not. That's right. And I don't recall ever wanting to be anything else except somebody who played in a band. Really? Nothing yeah. else? No other aspirations? I don't think so. And, and as Didn't want to be a train driver, fireman? No, no. Actually, that would be pretty cool now, though. Train <laughs> driver. <red>. Yeah. <laughs> or a truck. <laughs> to match but, your guitar. Yeah, so, um, but as far as, as being exposed to music, uh, my mum, I think, was the musical one in my uh, lineage. Mm. And uh, they encouraged us. That's another word for forced. Uh, us all to learn to play the piano, which I thank them for every time I see them now. Thanks for the piano lessons. <laughs> If you had stopped your piano lessons, if you'd been able to, to give up, because this is a discussion that I have with my boys on a regular basis about their violin lessons, and I will say to them, no, there are some things that are um, negotiable, like playing soccer. There are other things that are not negotiable, like learning how to swim and, and your music lessons. Music lessons. So it doesn't have to be the fiddle as long as it's Don't care what musical. you do. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Good on you. That's great. Yeah. But what if you'd given up? Ah, uh, look. You'd have gone down mine. <laughs> down mine, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I'll go and live in Singleton. Yeah. No, no. I, well, my brother was um, away at university, my elder elder brother, and uh, he came back once with a ukulele because he, he was up in Armidale, I think. And I thought, so, I'll pick that up. Hanging out with that. all the hippies in Armidale. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what they got up to. So I started playing the ukulele and, and I was left-handed and still am. And he said, turn it around the right way or I'm not going to show you how to play it. So he forced me to play ukulele right-handed, which I thank him for <laughs> eternally now as well. Because it's really hard to build up a guitar collection when you're left-handed. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. So um, if I'd given up the piano, the ukulele was there, which then progressed to guitar. And the rest is history. Nothing so. good could have come from the ukulele, though. It's the biggest selling instrument in the world. Yeah, I know. Doesn't mean it's good. Oh, no. the orchestra, they're going to be all over me. Friday Music Show here at 12.33 ABC Newcastle. Mark Tinson, my co-host for many years on the Friday Music Show, has, of course, his own wonderful career in music as well as helping uh, create and steer and produce, engineer and teach... Uh, musicians, not just about their musicianship, but also about uh, the business of trying to be a musician. Uh, and, and, and he's 60, so it's skills. all about him. Yeah, I've called this show the first 60 years. <laughs> okay, so, so we'll have another one of these coming up. <laughs> See you then. Yeah. yeah, the next 60 years. <laughs> yes. We might have to do it decade by decade from now. Okay, so all this stuff that we've got today is all about you, right? Sure. There you were in Rabbit on Countdown, looking all, you know, hairy. Well, yeah, and you signed to a record company. Record was that company. was that a bit trippy? Well, I think so. it probably was, but I don't think we realised the the gravity of it really. How it's old like, were you when Rabbit? Were you were with Rabbit? I think we had our first record deal when I was twenty one. Just a pop. Just a pop. So, um, and uh, you know, one of the unsung heroes of Newcastle rock and roll has to be Roy Duffy, um, who who was a bit of a larrikin, a bit of a rogue, and um, he took on managing the band. And actually went to Sydney and got us a record deal. We didn't even ask him to. 
you know, it's like, uh, what happened? Was it a good record deal? I think so. Well, or are you still paying it off? Uh, no, no, I don't think we had to pay anything off in particular. Um, I think it was one of those things you just had to sign your life away forever. Hmm. Yeah, so it's not going to cost you anything, but you don't get any of this back. Hmm. Yeah. So are you going to get a cent if, from the rabbit songs we play this afternoon? You're going to get a little dollar eighteen check from Apra at some stage? Oh, look, I'm going to I'm going to push that because so. <laughs> <laughs> you'll make sure that you you log that with with Apra. Totally report it. Yeah, yeah, hmm. right. But you were saying earlier that Rabbit still has a, a, a life. Um, and it looks like there might be some release in Germany or well, look, we've possibly been... the US. So or... does this mean a John Paul Young rabbit tour of Germany? Wouldn't, wouldn't that be cool? That would be yeah. cool. We could wear the sailor suits and he could wear the, lo- He's the, just... the, the ballet tights. Young is still a superhero in Europe. It's bigger than the Hoff. Yeah. <laughs> so he should be. Yes. Any, everybody should be bigger than the Hoff. <laughs> yes. So what's but going... We, Dr. We... Phil, with, with rabbit in Germany? Uh, Tina was just saying a little bit earlier that um, there's a possibility that uh, um, the material might be released in Germany. Well, we're negotiating. Uh, negotiating at the moment. Yeah. We're negotiating with New York first off. Yeah. And Sony are dragging their heels on it a little bit. But, you know, we're hopeful. And then uh, we just had uh, contact yesterday with a guy in Germany who wants to put it out over there too. And you just go, gee, there must be much going on over there. With the original, <laughs> the original recordings? Yeah. Go okay. figure. <laughs> she looks stunning. She does look stunning. Well, you know, she's mystified. Would that really happen? <laughs> here's one. <laughs> this is this is another track off the off the second Rabbit album. Too much rock and roll. This is called Heartbeat. That was a nice little homage there at the start, right? Yeah. yeah. Did you like that? You're going to have to pay again. for that now. Yeah. No, it's, it's out of copyright. That bit. It'll come up again later. So That's what minute work thought. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Tinson, I've got a confession to make. Oh, I've not heard that one before. Well, you, you haven't. You obviously don't put the album on. Very I often. have. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I know. I've obviously not lived. I'm loving the little vinyl clicks and pops in that. It's dark. good, isn't it? it? Gives it that authenticity. Yeah, and and it's shooting out on AM radio in mono. Yes, which is another good thing. Yeah, well. well, it's not in here, so you know. Anyway. <laughs> 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 and if you're listening to the stream, it's going to or 95.9 FM. 
there you are. There you are other options. Friday Music Show here at 12.33 ABC Newcastle. So you're all kids and you get a record deal with Rabbit. Yeah, better go on the road. Uh-oh. <laughs> away from home. Boys, you're all 21, heading away from home? Uh, we were already living away from home. My mum and dad, uh, I was the last one out of the house. <laughs> Why does that surprise in, me? In a rock band. All my other siblings went to become public servants and in Canberra. But um, they said to me one day, Mark, we're moving to Coffs Harbour. You're quite welcome to come with us, but we think you'd be happier here with the guys in your band and stuff. That's so <laughs> subtle. <laughs> I'm going to do that to my kids one day. Yeah, I'm leaving home. Yeah. How do we get rid of this guy? I don't, we'll just have to sell the house and move north. Yeah, I, in fact, having the conversation with uh, with my husband last night about trying to organise a house swap with a friend in New York. Oh, cool. Uh, that, you know, one day and thinking when the kids get to the end of high school, Mr. Ten pipes up. Cool! I can't wait for that! Because <laughs> he figures he'll be there for that. Oh, gently trying oh. to disabuse him of the notion that he's coming to New York with me. Yeah. Um, so you didn't go to Coffs Harbour? I went to Coffs Harbour on holidays mm. uh, quite regularly because they had a, a house right on Emerald Beach. Nice. <laughs> and, food. and food. And food. And food. So it was a great little holiday spot and then they sold that and moved south. So it all came to an end, but you know... Who knows, it might have just stifled my career if I had a holiday house like that to go to forever. Could well do, but you yeah. ended up on Countdown. I did. <laughs> Countdown and those music shows were very funny in how they worked. Our, our guest with myself and Tino today, Dr Phil McIntyre, social scientist from the University of Newcastle. Social science was a subject that we studied at school, but it's... Social it should, studies is what we studied at school. Socials, yeah. yeah, it should yeah. come back. It's a wonderful expression. Yeah. yeah. Oh, anyway, so I digress. Um <laughs> Where was I? Countdown. Oh, Countdown. Countdown. I went to work for the record company that signed Rabbit, although many years after yeah. you'd been there. Yeah, it was too, too late to warn them. Yeah. <laughs> and when, when we had anybody touring from overseas or any of the big names or so on, um, one of my jobs was to ring up all my musician buddies and get them to come in to Countdown or the Saturday morning music shows yeah. or the Saturday night music shows and be the band for X Superstar. It was hilarious because if you go back through years and years and years of those old music shows, you'll see all my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Pretending to be in the band. Yeah. Back, backing the act, act, yeah. act from Not season. playing a note. Yeah, good mm. on them. Yeah, <laughs> too much fun. I think that goes on now too. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. So well, that, that was cool. You go on the telly. Well, well, it was more than cool because back then, uh, I think there was actually a ladder you could climb, the rock and roll ladder, and it, you had a pathway to, um, I guess, success because what would happen is if you were signed to a record company, you're almost guaranteed a spot on count and when you had a single out because, I mean, there was, I don't know, I'm sure there wasn't any bribery going on or anything like that. No, uh, no, no, no. Oh. no. Payola <coughs> didn't exist. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but but what it meant was that if if you had a record out, you went on count, then you were exposed nationally, and then you could go on tour nationally, which which meant you could earn money as a live, uh, as a musician. So what happened with us was our appearances on Countdown secured us a, a position touring with Ted Mulry Gang. So we did that for two months on a bus, living the dream, you know. And um, I think we get got eighty bucks a week each then. Like, 80 bucks yeah, a like week. 80 bucks. We're getting 80 bucks. Yeah, Kip's just showing well, me. A, 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 she's trying to dig up photos because yeah. Kip's working with me on the program today, yeah. trying to dig up photos of you and Rabbit. Yes, that that was after they lost a bit of the lycra, Kip. He's the one with the red T-shirt on there. Uh, and that, that one, oh, look at yeah. that. Rabbit before Dave Evans brung his pipes to the show. Uh-huh. 
Okay. So, in fact, Dave Evans just joined the band not long before we did our first album. Now, this is so, Dave Evans, yeah. who was? The original vocalist with ACDC. Indeed. But um, we had a, another guy singing with us, Greg Douglas, who was probably the best front man in Newcastle. And he yeah, ranks right up there with Pete DeYoung and, and Dave Gleeson and whatever. But um, he decided to depart the band because he was a school teacher. He had a real job. And uh, so we got Dave in and, and you know, Dave was... Let's face it, uh, much much better singer than Greg, but Greg had pretty much established the band for us, so that when Dave came in, his job was fairly easy. He just had to sing. What are you saying? You're whispering to the producer. I am. What are you saying? I'm just telling her which photos to look for, to <laughs> web search for. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> because one day we'll we'll put a big online documentary up about you with all of those photographs, Mike Tenson. <coughs> I'll see if I can get you. So, what sort ones. of difference did it make going on telly? Oh, ideally, uh, it meant that you could tour nationally. But what yeah. actually happened? Well, we we'd already moved to to Randwick, but uh, just before that. So, uh, what it meant was we could actually, um, as well as living in Sydney, we could eat. Hmm. Yeah, that, so. <laughs> that's helpful, and your mum would have been happy about that. Yeah. So, what do you call a, a rock and roller without a girlfriend? Homeless. Oh. So, what we had was we, we bless them. You know, there was there was girls used to come around and bring food to us. You know, it's how do you how do you win? Uh, what's the way to a man's heart or well, rock star's heart was actually bring him some food. Oh, yeah. Just we felt like a bunch of seagulls. You know, we'd be sitting around eating chips a lot of the time. You know. So what what year was this? Seventy six. Seventy six. Seventy five. Seventy six. Okay. Yeah. Do you know, that's been one of Newcastle's bugbears for a long time, isn't it? That that you can do really well in Newcastle in terms of drawing a crowd, yeah. but you've got to go to Sydney to actually to, to make it to record. Yeah. It, is, is it, though, I guess a, a, a representation of Australia, Phil, in that we just don't have the population to support it? If you want to have a really, really big career... Uh, you need to go where there's a larger population. So as su- yeah. successful in Australia, you still have to head to the US or Europe. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, just I, I was just read, just read uh, Mark Lewison's book, the first of, the, of a triple part of a series on, on the Beatles in Liverpool, and they had exactly the same thing. They, were, you know, that, they had a really big scene going in Liverpool, um, live bands, and um, very, very successful, but were struggling to get past um, record companies in London. Mm. Um, and they were only a very similar distance away. Yeah, and they were turned down by every single one of them. They at, were. At least once. At mm. least once, so, including EMI. Yeah, just go go figure. So, Dr. Phil, has the digital world changed that? Well, it's changed a hell of a lot of things. Um, I think one of the things that, that um, we were talking about royalty checks a little bit before. Mm. Um, I came across a thing on Facebook last night. Janice Ian just got a, uh, a royalty check for $3.81. Beautiful. Um, for a 12-month contribution to US radio, streaming radio. Fantastic. Three dollars eighty-one. So there's hope I think for me yet. There is hope for you. I think that's changed. There's a crowd of ladies gathering in the producers' booth now, and look at <laughs> with food. Rabbit shake <laughs> like, that just, thing. Just look like the you. old days. Ah yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear, oh dear. Save that photo for me. Actually, do you want to tweet that one, Kip? Because that's that's a cracker. Everyone deserves to see that. Friday Music Show here at 12.33 ABC Newcastle. My wonderful co-host who shares so many wonderful stories and uh, access to amazing acts and musicians musicians from around the world is celebrating his own birthday. Tino turned 60. Get out. You are not 60. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, I think that's wonderful. It won't be so funny when you turn 60. No, but imagine the music show that day. Yeah, but but look, (laughs) that's right. But I'm always reminded of my mate Art Ryan who said to me, Tino, 
they reckon life begins at 40. Wait till you turn 60. Then you really have a ball. So uh, I'm, I'm ready, uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Watch out for the grey hairs there on the town. <laughs>
Friday Music Show here at 12.33 ABC Newcastle. Mark Tinson, my co-host, celebrating a birthday. So we're having a look at his uh, great, big, fabulous career. We'll have some more of that and get some of the juicy stories out of him shortly because there's got to be lots of juicy rock and roll stories. You oh, know? If there isn't, I'll make them up. Okay. All right. And Dr Phil here is here to verify or deny those stories. As well. But Emma Tonkin is here with the latest news headlines. Afternoon, Em. Good afternoon. A 16-year-old boy has been refused bail, charged over the gang rape of a girl at Doonside in Sydney's West. The 14-year-old girl was allegedly attacked by six people on Saturday night. Two-minute silence has been held to remember Sydney teenager TJ Hickey, whose death prompted the Redfern riots in 2004. Hundreds of people converged on Redfern Park next to the fence where the 17-year-old was impaled 10 years ago. Police say wet weather overnight may have contributed to a fatal collision at Spears Point and are issuing a warning for motorists to take care. A 40-year-old woman was killed when the car she was driving lost control on the Esplanade this morning, colliding with a four-wheel drive travelling in the opposite direction. And New South Wales Police have put outlaw motorcycle gangs in the Hunter on notice, warning them they're being targeted for illegal activity. It follows the raid and dismantling of a bikey clubhouse near Lake Macquarie that detectives believe was operating as an illegal bar. That's the latest in ABC News. Be more at three. Sean Will Emma Tonkin, thank you very much. Mark Tinson and Dr. Phil McIntyre joining me in the studio here at 12.33 ABC Newcastle. Mark Tinson, did you ever think that you would successfully be able to turn music into a career? Um, or, d- or did you think you would have to look, do something, look, go well, to uni? When, when we, were, we first started out, well, I actually, when I left school, I was earning a living already from, from playing in a band, so it never occurred to me that you couldn't do that. Um, and as far as going to university goes, it's like I went to the conservatorium for three months and got chucked out. Why? Oh, they didn't think I was interested. And the reason was I, I didn't go to choir practice because I had the choice of, I was living in Maitland still, should I catch the five, the ten past five train or go to choir practice, which finished at twenty past five. So the next train didn't go home till 6.30 or something. Right. It was a no-brainer. Really, it was making your decision for you, yeah. really. But, you know, um, I comfortably earned a living... I guess up until Rabbit moved to Sydney and then it sort of depleted a bit. So when I left Rabbit and came back and uh, did The Heroes, we had a great career in Newcastle. We earned a great living. And this is what and, we were talking about earlier, wasn't yeah. it, Phil? Mm. And then we moved to, uh, started moving out of town to, to do gigs. We didn't actually move in, in terms of living out of town, but we started doing a lot of gigs outside of town and then the living <laughs> sort of collapsed again. So... Mm. Um, so in a in a, one of those uh, sort of hills and valleys, really. So in one of the valleys, uh, when I uh, wasn't earning a great living from either doing sound or, or playing music, I went to university. And uh, that's where Dr. Phil and I became really very good friends because we both did our communications degree together. We did. For three yeah. years, uh, we were, were running neck and neck on our assignments and so on. And we used to play tennis together. So now as an academic, Phil, how would you consider Tino as a, as a student? I mean, obviously student. being no, no. thrown out of the con after three months <laughs> is, for not turning up at choir practice is a bit ordinary, a bit slovenly. It is a bit ordinary. It's just a bit slack. And, you know, they, they, of course they should have thrown him out. Well, it was part of the rock and roll myth, really. I was just following my mate Tony Heads, who got thrown out as well. Okay. He, he managed to keep a year under his belt there before he got thrown out. So from Rabbit to the Heroes, you change record companies as well. You head into recorded Albert Studios. We did. And I've got to Hi, say, Albert. <laughs> that starts to get a bit serious, doesn't yeah. it? Well, we no. actually had a couple of different offers, and we were offered a deal from Robbie Porter, um, who, who had Rick Springfield at the time, and, and we thought, but Alberts have got ACDC and the Angels. That's the, that's the yeah. camp we want to be in. So uh, we went with Alberts. I don't know if it was a good good uh, decision 
in the long run. Um, the the relationship was it was pretty good. I mean, we had a good time with Alberts, but uh, it only ended up with one album instead of you know the projected two or three. So, but I've got to say, we never really meant to to make a heroes record. We yeah. just wanted to make a living, you know. And the, the, the thing that always intrigued me that I, you know I wanted to get out of you at that period is that you actually worked with Harry Vander and George Young, mm. um, who produced a single for you. Yeah. And and uh, it's interesting, Harry and George often said to us, you know, that's, that's George's accent, <laughs> you know, you and Pete, you should be you should be writing together, you know. So, um, which we ignored, you know, because Pete pretty much wrote on his own and I wrote and stuff on my own. So, um, uh, in hindsight, it was probably very good advice that we didn't take. So, um, but funnily enough, Pete and I are just about to collaborate on a new Heroes album. Oh, what about that, eh? How exciting. Yes. So, oh, that's going to be fun. So we, we should, you know, the way, the pace we work these days, we should be able to get a few tracks done by the end of the year. By the know? time yeah. you're 70. Yeah, by the time yeah. we're 70. Ah. And there's one of the big changes because uh, they were mentioning the other night that um, they were going to um, do the whole process through crowdsourcing. Yeah. Rather than take the uh, record company route. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll be letting everybody know about that. Yeah. 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 Well, it has been enormously successful for a huge number of people. Kate Miller-Heidke, who uh, I think did some crowdsourcing, then signed to a record company, has just released her new album, Totally Crowdsourced Again. Yeah. So she obviously believes in the power of that very much. Well, I'm sure the Novocastrians will get behind you for starters. Well, we hope so, you know, and we just sort of, We'll just leak the news every now and again. And God, you'll bang so. on about it every Friday here on the Friday <laughs> Music Show. That's what will happen. It's 12.33 <laughs> ABC Newcastle. Carol Duncan with you this afternoon. Recording at Alberts, though, you, and you mentioned Dr Phil Vander and Young. That's where I did work experience as a kid. And I tell you what, you know, a week in there was an extraordinary place. It um, must have been like Australia's Abbey Road. Oh, well, it, well, it was actually. And, and that studio in town, which is no longer there, um, was one of the better studios in um, Sydney itself. Yeah. Wonderful sound in that studio. The, well, I, mean, I think the they were room. the first studio to have the Fairlight computer, weren't they? Um, I'm not sure about that, but you wouldn't be surprised. Hmm. I know we had a. I was working in a, a studio called Real Time. We had a Fairlight in there because the, the other guy that owned the studio was um, a. He used to uh, demonstrate Fairlights, so that's pretty wacky stuff. Because when you compare the Fairlight to now, it's like, yeah. oh, really? And <laughs> see, there's another thing about um, musicians in this country is that you've got to have a number of strings to your bow. Tino t- is talking about playing and performing and so on, but he's also uh, a, a noted record producer and engineer. And mm. when he was in Sydney, as he just mentioned a moment ago, he was working at Real Time in Darlinghurst. Yeah, Darlinghurst. Yep. In Oxford Street. Mm. Which was a, a, a wonderful place to be. that <laughs> an all-night cake shop. It <laughs> 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 was an interesting time to be in Sydney then, wasn't yeah, it? Three or four in the morning. Oh, feeling a bit weary. Yeah, Can I need just... one of those little green frog cakes. Yeah, we'll, we'll just nip up. I think, what was it called? Beethoven's or something. I'm not sure. I don't know. It was pretty good know. though. All right. Where are we up to on our list of songs for 10 over well, the first 60 years? You're talking about making a living. Um, uh, when the heroes uh, broke up, I, I started working with Swanee. And moved to Sydney and was uh, working in the studio there as well. But eventually that ended, came back to Newcastle and put together the raiding party with Brian McVernon. And it was just, again, it was like when we put the heroes together, what can we do to make a decent living? Hmm. So we put this together. It was, it was pretty much Brian's baby. Um, he picked the material and most... That's Brian McVernon, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And um, I, I kind of did the uh, organising part of it. But uh, this is one of the singles that we recorded. We actually did this at real time in, in Sydney.
Raiding Party Loveland on 12.33 ABC Newcastle, a Friday music show. It's all about Tino this week. All about Celebrating Tino. a big birthday, we're joined by Dr Phil McIntyre, who will verify or dispute any of the claims made by Mark Tinson <laughs> on the show today. You know what was funny about the Raiding Party was that, um, and I explain this to my students every now and again, so you don't have to spend six months rehearsing to get the band just right, blah, blah, blah. What we did was we had two rehearsals in uh, Brian's uh, lounge room with acoustic guitars. Mm. Uh, we had a gig organised. We went and did it. It was pretty edgy. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like yes. We were hanging on for dear life, but yeah. we you got through also it. Also really experienced players, though. Well, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, I think it was Gary Wilson was playing Gary drums. Gary Wilson with. on drums. and uh, Fantastic drummer. Yeah, but listening really. to that, uh, yeah. as I said to you during the song, someone had been listening to Simple Minds. <laughs> as I said, that was Brian. Brian's Simple yeah. Minds period. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, the, change, uh, the haircut would change with the different reinvention that he uh, engaged in. So he's been from there, he's been to serious country artists, he's been to uh, uh, Rockabilly Land. Yeah. And now he's back to kind of introspective, Brian. So yeah. let's see how that in works. New York, in, in New too, York. In New yeah. York. You know, and you asked earlier on, did I ever want to be anything other than a, than a musician? Hmm. And you know, all I think I don't even think I particularly wanted to be a rock star, which but it was good fun. But I just wanted to play guitar and make records. Hmm. And I sort of go, what am I doing now? So playing guitar and making record. records. Well, Except that's for, okay. you know, when I broke my arm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Terrible incident so, in the shower. Yeah, so it's been been good fun. And look, one of the the best or the most fun things we did was a band called the Tex Pistols which was a, bit, was a bit of a, a piss-take country band. And uh, we actually got a, a deal with Warren Fay. Oh, uh, yes, at Larrikin. With Larrikin Records, yeah. And this was off an album called Slap, which means squeal like a pig. That's oh. it. Oh. It kind of... <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's, that's it all up. That's it. Yeah. Once a year, them mountain boys head into town. It up before the winter snows come down. They fight and cuss and drink too much, and they teach those city folks to jive mountain style. Squeal like a pig. Spin your partner round and round. Squeal like a pig. Hillbilly boys just love that sound. One step, two step, three. They sweep those city ladies off their feet and head back to the mountain when they're done. Text pistols. That's so funny. Who produced that? Me. You did that? Yeah. That's a nice sound and record. It's not bad. Other than the squeal like a pig bit <laughs> and the oinks and grunts. <laughs> well, well, you know, um, um, all through the, the stuff that I've played today is stuff that I've, I've written or had a hand in writing. And um, I, th- I think uh, as we got to the text pistols, I was sort of coming into my own with my writing. You know? <laughs> squeal like, like a pig. Yeah. I said, <laughs> and it's so much easier. Well, maybe not easier, but it, it was so much more satisfying, I think, to write lyrics for a band like the Tex Pistols, which was, it could be very funny. Yeah. You know, without. So you didn't yeah. have to behave. You didn't have to rein it in yeah, for some particular reason. About, yeah. Not at all. Uh, the Tex Pistols, this is not actually their original recording. There was a cassette tape came out before this one. <laughs> the first one, yeah. The very first one. It was called Nevermind the Bullocks. <laughs> it's the Tex Pistols. It's the Tex Pistols. The, the pigs owe you so much, you know, obviously. <laughs> I know, but do the they, they realise that? would be nothing today well, if it wasn't yeah. for you. Uh, and actually, I think, was it John Lydon who was performing out here? And I think you you actually approached them to do the support? Yeah, we, we actually, uh, the guy that was bringing them out, um, 
Pistols. It's John Lydon from the Sex from Pistols. From the Sex yeah, Pistols. Yeah, he was bringing a uh, pill out. Yeah. Public amusement. Uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, he sent off an email. I said, got this great band called the Tex Pistols. Make a great support for Pill, you know. <laughs> and we, act, I've got an email somewhere at home. Or it was, well, probably wasn't an email. It wouldn't have been. It would have been a fax. Yeah. Yeah. That said, we don't think the Tex Pistols would be an appropriate act to support Johnny <laughs> Lydon. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. So there's a, there's an album well, cover waiting to happen. Well, they missed out, didn't they? they yeah. Did. And um, and and the Pistols went down big in Tamworth as well. Yeah. <laughs> We they had, had a big short, shows. A short, uh, but but uh, I don't know, vibrant we, career. We, yeah, we we just we shined like a beacon briefly, <laughs> and then so who was in the Tex Pistols? It was uh, all cousins: cousin TJ, cousin MJ, cousin UJ, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and, and cousin Juan, and cousin Juan. Well. And cousin Juan. Yeah. Well, um, UJ the, Neil. Yeah, UJ Neil, who sadly passed away last year. Yeah. So uh, he he used to uh, sing and play the bass. And Phil Screen, who was in the Heroes and Rabbit with me, was the drummer. And mm. it was his idea. He said, hey, do you want to put a country band together? Yeah, sounds like a great idea. What do we have to do? He said, well, you have to get the repertoire together and rehearse the band. <laughs> sure, why didn't I see that coming, you know? <laughs> and um, uh, Tony Johns on, yep. on harp and, and singing as well. So uh, it, was a, it, was, it was a really fun band. I remember doing sets, whole sets, without playing a song. Yeah, they would. Just yakking at the audience. And they, would all, they all had characters, of course. They were cousins, and, and they all adopted pseudo-American ac- accents. And I think there was one night um, at the castle where there were a couple of um, American sailors come in. From who Montana. Were con- who actually convinced the Tex Pistols were an American band. Yeah, so where are you guys from? <laughs> down the road, mate. <laughs> Friday Music Show here at 12.33 ABC Newcastle. Carol Duncan with you, Mark Tenson. Dr Phil McIntyre joining us this week with a retrospective on Tino's career as musician and producer. And producer. And um, up until that time, I'd been pretty much writing for the vehicles that, that I was actually playing in. And, and uh, when I got interested in country music, um, I started just writing tunes. I, th- I had the idea that songwriters write songs for other artists. Go figure. If it's good enough for Dolly Parton, it's good <laughs> enough for you. Yeah, and uh, so I'd written a, a whole swag of tunes. I couldn't find anybody to actually do the demos for me properly. And uh, Julie Wilson turned up at my house one day and said, I'm back from Sydney. Um, I'd like you to help me get some charts together. To, she wanted to start doing gigs and stuff. I said, well, while you're here, <laughs> would you have a crack at singing some of these songs? So she uh, she did a really great job on, on the demos for a lot of the songs that I was writing. So eventually we just... Um, we recorded a country album together, and this is one of the tunes off it. And of course, it won the Best Song Award for the ABC Awards mm. on the very first uh, ABC Awards. I've thrown my list away of how I thought that love should be before I give my heart to someone new. I've thrown my book. With all the names I'd entertain Cause maybe should I fall in love Maybe I can fall in love 
always love listening to Julie sing. Love it because there are, and you're biased, Tino, I know, but Dr. Phil? Oh, she's a wonderful you'll singer. Back me up on this. Yes. You will often hear singers who are really, really, really good. Yes. But there is always a point where they sound like they are trying very hard, and they probably are, yep. to pull something off. Julie always sounds in the most beautiful and generous way, like it just falls out of her. Yeah, no it's effort to her at all. Yeah. She, um, uh, I came across Julie when she was working with um, Pete DeYong's band, Smart Artist, or I think they were called the Heartfelt Rodneys at that point. Mm. And um, it didn't matter what they threw at her, she just did it in a very effortless way. Mm. It was um, just, And I'm sure it's far from effortless. She of course, it just sounds yeah, she like She puts it. so much work into that effortlessness. Yeah. 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 Uh, which, which reminds me, she's uh, having her new jazz CD release at Lazotte's on, on Friday the 28th. And this is Blues on Hold. There's Blues a copy of that on my desk at the moment. Yes, and um, I'm sure that we'll have Julie come back and visit throughout the year as well. But that, that launch, 28th, Friday yeah. the 28th of February? Yeah. Better book. Better book. Well, it's selling really well. So, yes, in fact, you better book. Yeah, better uh, book. But um, so um, what happened with Julie was, you know, that was my career as a songwriter, four other people gone, because then she became another kind of vehicle. We did, we've done four albums together now. We did a country album. We did a gospel album. And we've done two jazz CDs. <laughs> because you can. <laughs> because you can. And, you know, what was great about that tune there was Julie was actually um, uh, working with... Um, <coughs> you were out there? Yes, I well, I know you're 60 and everything, but she, <laughs> she was working with Francine. Twice Bell. Yeah, you even sound like an old man. <coughs> uh, Julie was working with Francine Bell then, and, and Francine opened a few doors for her into uh, the jazz world. In, There's another in one Newcastle. of those voices. Yep. Yeah. So, um, and Julie was actually um, doing a lot of jazz songs, and I was actually writing quite a few charts out for her, which was, you know, <laughs> it wasn't one of my strengths. But uh, I was working out a whole pile of jazz tunes and finding all these chords that I hadn't previously used in things like Too Much Rock and Roll. <laughs> so I embraced the major seven uh, in that song. And uh, so I think, you know, as you, as you go on, the people you meet uh, uh, help you to grow. And mm. I kind of try and make an effort to work with, with people that are better than me most of the time. Uh, so that I'll rise to their level, you know. I think that's one of the things that musicians do too. I mean, they're learning. That constantly. was such a cool thing to say, Tino. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Oh. I mean, they're learning constantly, but you can hear in in um, particularly in Tino's productions at this point, these are really quite mature productions. They're really quite sophisticated. Hmm. Um, he's good. He's actually very good. He's isn't very good. He? I know he just, just hangs around here on Fridays, yeah. but he's actually yeah. very very not good. Not just in the in in the um, songwriting, but in the production itself. Hmm. You can actually hear he's really come of age at this point. Hmm. Thank you. That's all right. Yeah. So That's there. And, and, and look, well, probably one of the projects that, I, that I've embraced as my own is the Steelville Cats. And uh, in, in that project, I just play instrumental music, but I get to work with some of my favourite guitar players who are all better than me. And I say, come and play on my record. And they say, sure, come on. <laughs> when, do I, when do I have to be there? <laughs> Will I need a guitar? No, I've got a few. <laughs> this is uh, my mate Mark Hoppy playing the lead guitar parts on this. What a great player.
Mark Tinson's very own little spaghetti western here at 12.33 ABC Newcastle. Pistolero, Mark Tinson, Steelville Cats. When did you do the first one? Um, gee, I think it was 10 years ago. So we've just just brought the second one out. So, so I think so I've got those record, that record yeah. line around somewhere. Yeah, so I'll, I'll do a release of it one, one day when, when I find the time to put the, the band together. Get the band back together, you know. And um, You're so laid back, aren't you? Yeah. Oh. Huh? This is this is why you're not oh, living 60. in a in a mansion in in, in a, a penthouse at Circular Quay. It's because you're late, isn't it, Phil? It's because well, he's it is actually, back. And he he gets to travel the world every year. In fact, he makes an annual pilgrimage to New Orleans. Ah. I'm going one of these years. Yeah, well, you, you know, you keep saying that, but mm. you, you've what you've got to do is book a ticket. Yeah, I've got to get the money to book and a he, ticket, and, and then and he brings a lot of that back with him. A mm. lot of that that Cajun Zydeco. Swamp things starting to appear in what he's doing. <laughs> that is, that is, and well, I love it. And you must never underestimate your influence, Mark Tinson, because I know, you know, I do give you a fair bit of cheek when you come in here on Fridays, but your influence sticks. And indeed, I played some C.C. Adcock on the show, uh, I think it was yesterday. <laughs> Good on you. Things, oh. things from the music show, as the good stuff, well, not the rubbish that not you bring in. The no. good stuff. Well, only bring in rubbish, you know, because, you know, we have to – it's like the politics, isn't it? We can't go fully left or fully right. We have to have a balance. So we can't just have fully cool on stuff that, that I like. Yeah? No, we, we can have fully stuff. cool that I like. Yeah, and no, that's that, good. Then stuff other folks like as well. Yeah. But not too long. Yeah. Well, it's, the one thing I know is that you can't please all the people all the time. I don't even try. doesn't matter what you play, someone's going to hate it. Yeah. Good. Mm. Yeah. And 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 moving on, yeah. <laughs> uh, the the new project I've just done with Julie. Not only does it it, it uh, allow me to work with uh, some some of the great players around here, we also got to work with a great piano player from Louisiana, pal of ours, Dave Egan, who's been here on, mm. on the show when he was through town with Little Band of Gold. We love Dave with CC Cougar. C. I, C. I know Oddcock, it's yeah. insane the people you've dragged into yeah. the studio. I am actually very very grateful, Martinson. <laughs> But, you know, when when I heard that Little Band of Gold was coming out, I just emailed Dave and I said, man, would you play some stuff for us when you're out here? And he went, uh, he sent an email back and said, I'd be honoured. Because he came up to Newcastle and just messed about down at the Grand with you, didn't he? At the Dungeon or something. Yeah, he did that. And uh, he did some recording with us as well. And one of the tunes that he recorded with us was this one. And, you know, I've just got to go, this is one of my favourite songs that I've written so far. So I think, you know, I'm getting getting better at, at what I like. And Dave Egan plays on it. He plays piano on this. And we've got to let this one go to the end. It's fabulous. Okay. And also, hmm? um, brass, brass section uh, orchestrated and led by uh, Andy Firth. Oh. So, you know, there's, t- there's two world-class artists. Julie Wilson, you are totally spoiled. She is. So am this. I. So this is the title track from Julie's new CD. Blues on Hold. Launched at Lizotte's February 28th. Be There Will Be a Parallelogram. It's a leap year. No one will make you go to work on the 29th, will they? No.
Too much fun, Mark Tinson. Friday music oh. show here at 12.33 ABC Newcastle, celebrating Tino's birthday. We're, we're, we're not, we nearly made it through your CD. Not quite. All oh, the no, stuff no, that you chose for this week. Yeah. That's a nice selection of your career there, though, isn't it? That's yeah, all right. I'm right. still having fun. So at 60, do you look back at that lot and think, yeah, that, well played? Done some good stuff there. Now, now fun. I only finished the ones that I've got on the table at the moment. <laughs> I've got a second sex pi- text pistols one. Excellent. Yeah, I've got the, the other thing that probably needs to be mentioned too, since it is a retrospective here. <laughs> one of the, one of the things that um, um, I think Tino can look back on um, with a great deal of pride is his generosity to everybody else in the musical world in Newcastle. Yeah. Um, what he's done for bands like the Screaming Jets. What he's done for bands like Silverchair. What mm. he did for Supersonic. Quite a few others. What he did for a scared little radio announcer when she was hosting uh, modelling competitions at the castle many years ago. <laughs> Yeah, so he's had a big influence and, he, and, a, and, a, and a really That's big... a diverse career, you know. A big heart and a, and a generous career. And yeah. I, think, I think that um, he has a place in Newcastle's heart. Sure does. You're a beautiful man, Tinson. And I'll be rewarded in heaven, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only place you'll get the reward. <laughs> All right. Don't forget Julie Wilson's album launch February 28th at Lazotte's. It's called Blues on Hold. Can't wait to have it back through the year. Tino, happy birthday.